Our focus this morning is on being strong and courageous. And we've got a couple of different Bible versions that bring out this. Um, the NIV talks about being strong and courageous. And the version that Pastor Richard's preaching on will be um, determined and confident. So you'll hear these words quite a bit. Um, just some context. So Moses led uh, the people of Israel over 40 years um, in the desert. And Joshua was anointed as his successor. While Joshua had been close to Moses, he still had some big shoes to fill as he led Israel into the promised land. Have you ever had the feeling of needing to fill big shoes? In our Bible reading, the Lord promises to be with Joshua, urging him to be strong and courageous and to keep meditating on God's instructions for his people. And I'm sure it's a theme that we can all relate to. So reading from Joshua 1, 1 to 9. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' aid, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land that I am about to give them to the Israelites. I will give you every place where you set your foot, as I promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon and from the great river, the Euphrates, all the Hittite country to the Mediterranean Sea in the west. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous, because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. Be very strong and courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate it on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. I invite Pastor Richard to uh, share his message with us. Thanks, Judy. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, now as we meditate on your word to us this morning, we pray that by your Holy Spirit you may speak that word into our hearts, help us to hear the message that you have for us, help us to trust in Jesus and to know that we are safe with you. We pray this in Jesus' own precious name. Amen. Well, as I said before, uh, Elvis has left the building. Now we're in, we face a time of change and transition. don't know about you, but I often find change hard, and times of transition can often be very challenging for us. So we're left wondering, well, now Pastor Rowley's moved on, 
What's next? What are we going to do? How are we going to handle this? When I was thinking about uh, times of transition, I remembered way back in the dim, distant past, decades and decades ago, before personal computers and mobile phones, when I was in high school. And I was actually a member of the 4 by 100 metre relay team. And um, I learned some life lessons from that experience. And I think that also speaks to us today in our time of transition. So I'm going to share with you a little bit about what I learned about transitions from being in a relay team. Well, the first skill you need to be successful in um, a relay team is that you have to work together. You need to time your run and be in sync with the runner who's going to pass the baton on to you and then you receive it and then you pass it on to the next person. Now you might think that to win a relay you just need to get the four of the best runners around. And that helps if you have uh, Usain Bolt running number four, you'll probably do pretty well. But most relay races are not won because you've got the four fastest runners. They're often won or lost according to how well you pass on the baton. If you fumble it, you make a mess of the baton change, you're going to lose two or three metres every time you do that. You do that over three exchanges over 400 metres, the other team's going to be 10 metres ahead of you and you're going to lose. So you need to work together and most importantly of all, you shouldn't drop the baton because then you really will lose the race. Well, the second thing that you need to uh, keep in mind, skill you need to develop when running a relay race, is that you have to be on the move. Right, when the other runner is running towards you, it's no good just standing still. You often see that in uh, um, amateur athletics or when, when kids are in a relay team and the person's coming along to pass on the baton and the person's just standing there going, oh, and then you're fumbling this thing and then make a complete hash of it, amateur hour. Right. When the other person's coming to the baton, you need to be running as well. So that's passed on smoothly. Um, otherwise, again, um, you're going to lose time and space and you're just not going to win the race. Now, if you're going to successfully pass the baton on, you need to be able to do that in a smoother way as possible and it's really important that when you do the baton change, you're looking forward. Every now and again you'll see people in a relay and they're running like this and they're looking behind them. Now that's not the way you do it. You have to run straight ahead with your arm back and not look at the person coming. You, you get ready to receive the baton but you've got to look where you're running. I don't know about you, but if I try and run looking backwards, I trip over. Right? Just not going to work. And for all of this to come together, the most important lesson to learn is you need to trust your teammates. Because if you're running, looking ahead and your hands back like this, and your teammate's not there to pass the baton on, 
you'll feel a real goose. But you have your hand back there and you trust that they'll be there for you and they'll pass the baton on to you and away you go. Well, what can we learn from being in a successful relay team for our time of transition? Because that's exactly what we're at at the moment here at Good Shepherd. We're in a time of transition. We're a time of passing on the baton. Well, I think all those four lessons apply. First of all, we need to work together. Ministry is like a relay team. It's a team activity. No one can do it on their own. We do it together. And that means that God is calling us right now to support one another, to encourage one another, to pray for one another, to be there for one another and do this together so we don't <coughs> drop the baton. It can easily happen a time of vacancy. See it time and time again. People drop the ball. And the second thing is that we need to be on the move. It's very tempting in a time of vacancy to say, I feel a bit sad and depressed. Pastor Reed's not here anymore. Pastor Rowley's not. Woe is me. I'm going to sit down and just do nothing. I'm going to step back and see how it all hands out. No, we need to be on the move. We need to step forward. Each of us need to do our thing, make our contribution. Moving ahead. The third thing is then looking forward. It's wonderful to look back and last week um, Great celebrations to say goodbye to Pastor Rowley and that's a wonderful thing and yes, you should always give thanks to the blessings that God has given us. The past is a great place to visit. You don't want to live there. God wants us to be moving ahead. Right at this time, God wants us to be focused on the new thing that he is about to do amongst us. To this journey with the destination. We don't know yet what it will be, but God knows. And he's saying, come with me, I'll run alongside you. Looking forward. Looking forward. And most of all, friends, in this time of transition, we need to trust. To trust in God, to rely on his strength. To know that God has not abandoned us, but that he is with us. And we also need to trust each other. To be there for each other, to encourage one another. And to know that um, we can count on one another as we move forward together. Now, when I uh, chose the text for today, I thought this was a bit of a no-brainer. This passage from Joshua speaks exactly to what we're going through as a community here at Good Shepherd. Here, Joshua and the people of Israel were mourning the death of Moses and they were wondering, what next? How are we going to cope? Has God abandoned us? Is there a future for us? We can all relate to all that, can't we? And the words of encouragement and hope that God spoke to Joshua and the people of Israel, he is speaking to us again today, if we would but listen. 
So let's look at this passage from Joshua chapter 1 and see what God is saying both to Joshua and to us. In verse 3, God says to Joshua, As I told Moses, I've given you and all my people the entire land. God is reassuring Joshua and the people of Israel that even though Moses is dead and is no longer with them, God's promises still hold true. Even though Moses is no longer with them, God is with them. You can count on his promises. And there's a delightful bit that the good news brings out here at this point where God says, I've given you and all my people. All my people. Now he doesn't say Moses' people. Here God claims the people of Israel as his own and says, they're my people. And that's what God is saying to you this morning. You are my people. Now you might be wondering, well, how are we going to cope without Pastor Reed, Pastor Rowley? Don't have a pastor. That is simply not true. This place is called Good Shepherd, for goodness sake. Who is your true pastor? His name is Jesus. He's always been your true pastor. And Pastor Reed and Pastor Rowley might have moved on to other ministries, but Jesus is still here. And he ain't going anywhere. And you know that he will be faithful and walk alongside you every step of the way as we go into the future. It's a wonderful, encouraging thought, isn't it? Then God goes on to say in verse 5, I'll be with you as I was with Moses. I'll always be with you. I will never abandon you. Let's hear that again. I will always be with you. I will never abandon you. You can't read those words without thinking of Jesus' other name, which is Emmanuel, which means God with us. Jesus promises to be with us always. In fact, Jesus says that explicitly just on the day of his ascension, it's recorded in Matthew 28, where Jesus promises to, to his disciples that he will always be with them. Now, this, this is the day of ascension. So Jesus is just about to leave them and the disciples are going, whoa, what next? Big time of transition for them. And Jesus says, I'll be with you always to the end of the age. God is and God always will continue to be faithful to us and be alongside us. No matter what. Now, having reassured Joshua that he will be with him, God then goes on to say the same thing to Joshua three times. Same thing three times. It seems that Joshua is a lot like us a little bit hard of hearing, a little slow on the uptake and leading lots of reassurance. 
or is that just me? And so God says to Joshua three times these, this call, this invitation. He says in verse 6, be determined and confident. And then in the very next verse, in verse 7, he says, just be determined, be confident. And for a third time, God says in verse 9, remember, I've commanded you to be determined and confident. God says it three times. That's called emphasis. God wants us to really take it to heart, to take it in, that we are to be determined and confident. Now, in the context of all this, it's really important to remember who is saying these words to Joshua and who is saying these words to us. Who is telling us to be determined and confident? Well, the God who is saying this to Joshua and the Israelites is the same God who had just rescued them from captivity in Egypt, in the Exodus. And this is the same God who had claimed the people of Israel as his own and made a covenant with them at Mount Sinai and who was promising to lead them into the promised land of Canaan. That is the God who says, be determined and confident. That is the God who says, he will journey with them. And who is the God who says to us today at Good Shepherd, be determined and confident? Well, it's our risen Lord Jesus. Jesus who died on the cross for us to rescue us from sin and death. That's the new exodus. The Jesus who claims us as his own in our baptism. And the Jesus who makes a new covenant with us on the basis of the blood he shed for us on the cross on Mount Calvary. That is the God who says to be determined and confident. That is the God who says, I will journey with you and never abandon you. That is the God who enables us to be strong and courageous. Now note how the structure of this passage from Joshua fits together. I like to think of it as an encouragement sandwich. As an encouragement sandwich, we have two loaves, uh, pieces of bread and some filling. Now, first of all, God says, I will be with you. You can count on me. That's the, that's the bottom sandwich. And that's the basis of what comes next, the filling. It's a great sandwich. It's got three layers to it. Each layer is the same, be determined and confident. Be determined, confident, be determined, confident, be determined, confident. And then there's another piece of bread on the top of the sandwich which says, don't be afraid, don't be discouraged, I will be with you always. Pretty good meal, really. When we come to the meal a little bit later, that's also an encouragement sandwich. Lots of promises there, calling us to new life. And just to extend the metaphor a little bit, just for fun, um, this sandwich comes with its own relish, right, for added flavour and enjoyment. And that relish comes in verse 8, where God says to Joshua, Be sure that the book of the law, now that, for that that means the Bible, the scriptures, is always read in your worship, 
study it day and night and make sure that you obey everything written in it. In other words, in this time of transition, in this vacancy here at Good Shepherd, God is encouraging us as we eat our encouragement sandwich to be into the word. To hear the word read to us, preached to us, read it for ourselves, think about it, meditate on it, pray it, pray the word. Most of all, trust it, receive it from God. It gives us life. Trust it. And most importantly, and this is where we often drop the ball, act on it. Act on it. And share it with one another. Friends, it's only human and natural for us to feel a bit afraid and anxious and uncertain about what lies ahead. But God wants us to remember that he will always be with us and that we can count on him no matter what. So let's be determined to remember that truth that God is with us and let's be confident because of it knowing that God loves each one of you. Each one of you are precious to him and he's going to be with us every step of the way. Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for these wonderful promises to us in Joshua chapter 1. Help us to hear these promises as a word from you to each of us personally. Help us, Lord, uh, as we journey into what's ahead of us, knowing that you are with us and that you will guide us and help us. Fill us with your Holy Spirit and give us confidence in you and help us to honour you in the decisions we make. Lord, help us all to step up and to make our contribution. Bless us and may your name be glorified among us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now just checking that you weren't falling asleep during my sermon, which can happen. Uh, what does God want us to do during this time of vacancy? He wants us to be confident and determined or determined and confident. Now, just checking again. He wants us to be determined and confident. Yes, that's the second time God said. And then to not only know that that's what he wants us to do, but with his help, what are we going to try to do in the weeks and months ahead? We're going to be determined and confident because we know God is with us. Um, I throw, threw Georgie under the bus in the first service and suggested that the, the fabulous uh, art group um, maybe might like to put up a, a poster on the wall over here that says, be determined and confident. So in the weeks ahead, we remember these, this promise from God that he'll be with us and we can be positive and look forward Work together, trusting in God. Now, Georgie says most of the art team uh, have had COVID. So, uh, do you want to talk about that? (laughs) 
Yes, so um, some of the fabulous people who put this together are just not with us at the moment for various different reasons. And so this is an opportunity for us to work together. So if anyone has got some great ideas of how we could actually do something over there, please come and see me because it just doesn't pop up magically like that. It's a, it's a case of us working together. So I'd love to hear from anyone who'd be interested in doing something that we can visually, that is right in front of us <laughs> as a constant reminder. So please come and see me um, after the service. I'd love to hear from you and see what we can do together. Thanks, Georgie. Well, I invite you to stand and uh, we celebrate the fact that God is with us and with determination and confidence, let us sing about our everlasting 